of the Boochcast. Party on, Benny. Party on, Elvis. This week's episode is entitled It's the End 
almost. Cause yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty fitting. It's almost the end. It's almost the time for our Christmas hiatus. Um, it's almost the end, folks. It's the end. Almost. Yes. After this, we've got one more episode, and then we are uh, taking the long hiatus that I've been preaching for the longest time. We've been kind of putting it off because a lot of big moments have been happening. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are still excited to be here. As always, I am here with the one and only Mr. Elvis Delinsky. And uh, So, dude, h- how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Um, it's been a long, good week at work. Um, can't complain. A lot of things went good this week. Um, I'm meeting with my cousin, which I haven't seen in quite some time, um, up in Kennesaw today. So I want to do the show. Um, then me and my wife and Zoe, we're going to go shopping a little bit, then meet up with them for dinner. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's, for me, it's been pretty much the same. I've just been, um, you know, just at work all week trying to get everything ready. Uh, I, I had to put together a trailer for the big, uh, for the big coffee, uh, episode of Complain Time that's coming out. Uh, it'll be coming out December twentieth, and it's gonna be great. Uh, we just put a trailer out for it. It's uh, it's called Dealing with a Broken Coffee Machine. It's got myself, Jerry Truman, and uh, Zach Zachary Scott is gonna be in this as well. So it's gonna be uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys for everyone to see this. It's gonna look great. Wow. So you have all those people, and you have the so is Ginger. If you don't have me in it, too, <laughs> I'm so sad. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, it's because uh, Z- Zach Zach was the only one that has uh, that had availability on a weekday. I know you're busy with Geico. I mean, I know uh, Desmond is busy, you know, with the uh, power lines and everything. So it was easier to get. It was e- Zach was easier to schedule. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it was strictly a scheduling thing. That's that's all it was. Like Zach had an open availability on a Monday. Uh, Jerry was open on a Monday, so we shot it on a Monday. And it was great. So we getting all that ready. But speaking of Zach, and um, uh, we got to talk about this at the top of the show. Um, okay. I, I don't. I, I know Elvis might be in the same situation. Um, have you been getting angry calls from Zach recently? Um, I wouldn't say angry. He was more. Yeah, he was angry. Um, it's <laughs> fine. Um. He was mad because we keep bringing up the Mitch situation. But, you know, oddly enough, he's running into a Mitch situation today. Yeah. Um, he's in need of another lover. He's in need for another mattress because I think the one he broke. Um, yeah, he broke it. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, he broke the other, other bed he had. So he's in search of a new one, a new replacement. Yeah. Needle dick, needle dick, needle dick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, literally. I saw uh, he wrote on Facebook. Does anyone have a twin size mattress? And I went, "Oh, somebody wants a threesome." Oh boy, <laughs> I with the old and with the new. I see what's going on here. Oh, it's like I kept thinking about that that Bud Light commercial where at the end it goes and twins. That's all I kept and thinking. Twins. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking oh, wow. the whole time I'm reading this. So I'm like, so I had to like, oh snap. And then I said so. So I said, "What? So what's wrong? So what happened to the to the old match?" And he says, "It has a hole in it." And I just fell out of my chair laughing. I'm like, <laughs> Zach's like, Zach's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing." So Zach's like, "How do they know?" <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, "Oh my!" How God. do they know this? Into, like, do they have cameras in my place? If they do, I'm gonna give them a show. <laughs> Goodbye, Arrowhead. <laughs> 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 
I'm like, it has a hole in it. Well, that explains so much. So much. <laughs> like, oh my god. I was like, it, it, you know, he can't he's this. probably one of the first people listening. To, he's probably one of the first people listening to the show too. And he's like super mad right now. Like right now, he's like, God damn it, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude. I'm sorry. This is, it's entertaining. I love it. Like the, we did. You understand? Like for those of you that don't know, and I'm gonna give another story on this. Um, we've taught Zach has had an air mattress for a very long time, and. You know, one day Elvis just started texting me this whole uh, story about Mitch the Match, which was so brilliantly written. It was like an erotic novel almost, and it was so well put together that we just laugh about it now. So, so when most people, because I, I know we have wrestling fans listen as well, when you guys hear the word Mitch, you think of the potted plant on the highlight reel. When we hear the word Mitch, we think Zach's mattress. That's the difference. Uh, Zach's uh, love interest, which happens to be the mattress. Yes. yes. It's great. I love it, man. Like, this is literally by far one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life was just him sa- him saying that, you know, it's got a hole in it. And you're just like, dude, you're making this oh, too boy. easy. You made and this now, too now, easy. It's like, you know, people listen to the show who follow us on Facebook and know Zach and follow him on Facebook. It's like, oh, you need another mattress? Why? Because you have a hole in it. So I guess what Elvis and Vinny was saying was true. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. And that was just complete fabrication. That's the that's the worst part. <laughs> yes, and also I love the gift you put like forbidden lovers. I thought that was so. <laughs> that was so brilliantly well done. It's just all about timing, you know. You got to capitalize when the, when the iron's hot, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's even funnier because the gift is from the show uh, Big Mouth, which um. Elvis and I are both big fans of, and the new season came out. At the time you listen to this, it dropped uh, this past Friday. Um, I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but... No, I, I didn't watch it yet. No, last night uh, I had Zoe. Uh, we went out to have dinner last night, and then we came home and we watched... Um, I asked her, you could watch any movie you want. We could watch any Christmas movie. You could watch whatever, Spongebob or whatever you want to watch. Guess what movie she wanted to watch? What did she want to watch? Avengers Endgame. The final series of the Infinity Gauntlet. I had a man cry yesterday. I'm like, oh my god, this is the best day of my life. She, from all the movies she wanted to watch, it's a three hour movie, mind you. She watched the whole thing last night. I was like, oh my god, I was so proud of myself for being a father for teaching her to watch fantastic Marvel movies. And second of all, does she want to watch the very end of it? I was like, oh my god, you are the best. Oh, that is that is awesome. That is very awesome. Uh, it's better than the movie I saw because I was at um. Uh, over the weekend, I was at I was at Desmond's house, and um, we had basically uh, we we had to put on Casper because Dax wanted to watch Casper, and uh, him and Des Dax and Des both fell asleep. I'm stuck watching this film, and then finally I went afterwards. I went home, but I was hey, like, if they're asleep, why didn't you change the movie? Uh, I was afraid if I changed the movie, Dax would wake up, and we were struggling to get him to go to sleep. So I was, I, oh. it's one of those things where like people are heavy sleepers, but the second you change a movie or something, some people they just magically wake up, and that was not a risk that I was prepared to take. Because originally it's the plan like, was, but I mean, like, isn't, isn't, isn't Christina Ricci in that movie? Yes, she's in that movie, Christina yeah. Ricci. Yeah, well, I would have been okay with watching that movie on, on mute, maybe, but like, yeah, I would definitely watch that movie. <laughs> like, oh my god, Christina Ricci! I can see you talking. I can just make up my own words. Elvis, do you want me? I'd be like, of course, Christina Ricci. Of course, I want you. Okay, boo, let's do this. I'm like, oh wow, this movie's going exactly the way it's played out in my head. It's fantastic. Oh, it's great. And the thing is, like, a lot of the because I hadn't seen that movie in so many years, 
So it's like a lot of the jokes I didn't get before I get now. And some scenes I'm just like, this is funny. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. Um, but I realize there's one scene in Casper that I think when you're a kid, you don't realize it. But when you're an adult, you realize it's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. And what? it's the scene where um, Christina Ricci's character, she's asleep. And Casper's like floating over. And that's not the creepy part because it's a ghost. But at one point she goes, he says, can I keep you? I'm like, what kind of creepy shit is that? <laughs> that's, that's what I usually do with my mates. You know, um, when we go to a bar, we hang out, whatever. I'm like, can I keep you? And they say, yes. And then a little bit of Casper came out of me. I'm like, Ugh, this is perfect. <laughs> well, you're a good looking guy. You can get away with that. So, but oh, go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's an idiot. I love it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you can get away with saying stuff like that. I, I in a billion years, couldn't get away with something like that. Well, I, the thing is, like, you guys supposed to rub your hands together and say, can I keep you? <laughs> <laughs> and then you, while licking your lips and going, nice. I know. Oops. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> oh, I don't know either. It's just, it was a, it's like you hit puberty and then you just go down the rabbit hole. It's pretty much how that works, but is that what they, is that what they call it nowadays? <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to call it because I don't know what else I'm gonna call it, but but yeah, it was it was actually kind of cool because we were watching it on um on Disney Plus because one of the questions that Desmond always keeps asking me is like, dude, have, dude, do you watch The Mandalorian? And I'm like, no, and he goes, dude, how come you don't watch The Mandalorian? And I'm like, because I don't have Disney Plus, so. He finally, so he finally broke down and let me use it and let me use his Disney Plus. So one of my goals, uh, once I get done with, I got two shows I'm binge watching right now. So at some point, I will finally watch The Mandalorian what? and find out what all the hype is. So about. what show? What shows? What shows are you watching right now? Uh, I watch this one show called Man with a Plan. I'm on the last season of that. Um, and then after that, obviously, I got I'm going to Big Mouth right afterwards. So mm -hmm. I got to watch that. Because obviously, when we come back from the break, we're definitely talking about that show. Definitely, we're, and I'm just, yeah, it's gonna. Uh, hopefully, if we hopefully if we both get it done before we return from we return to broad, re recording, that'll probably be the first show we do back. Will be that one. I'll probably I'll probably watch the whole thing next week. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely watching that, and then after that, I'll I'll jump in on the Mandalorian. But I have. I mean, the thing is, you have to follow any uh, Star Wars lore to really figure out what that show's about. It's pretty awesome, man. It's like it's pretty much like Star Wars for newbies. Like if you just never watch, like like you know who, if you know who Han Solo is, if you know who the Wookies are, if you know who Darth Vader and all that stuff. Like you just know them just by nostalgic things or people or see things you see on commercials. You can be a total noob when it comes to watching these TV shows and watch that show and follow it effortlessly. You know, it's fantastic. Really? So there's like. I don't have to see any backstory because pretty much uh, the only one I haven't seen, this is excluding all the bonus ones, but as far as like episodes one, two, three, four, one through nine, the ninth one's the only one I haven't seen. I have not seen Rise of Skywalker yet. Um, oh, that's a good one too. But like the, the cool thing is like if you watch the show, there's like small little tidbits, like little Easter eggs. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, that's where it comes from. But if you're not really that much into the series, um, I've watched them all. So um, I'm more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars guy. I know it sounds kind of dorky to say, but 
more of a Trekkie than I am a Star Wars fan, but uh, I do like Star Wars. It is entertaining. Um, but you can have complete no knowledge of Star Wars universe and still follow along because it's so well story told and gives you a background for each character where you don't have to go guessing or go back or do some research on certain things. I mean, this is a whole different lore, so it's perfect. Absolutely. And if you really are a Trekkie, I, I, I do have a movie to recommend you real quick. Um, it just recently came out on like a cable, so you can look it up. Uh, I, I mean, I know you're on cable, but I'm sure you can find like a channel or something that has it. But it's it's called Unbelievable. And it just recently became available for like distribution and everything. And this is a movie that I, I first saw it three years ago at Dragon Con. So I saw an early version of it. And it's basically um, it's a Star Trek parody film. And it has 40 actors in it. Well, not total, but 40 of the actors in this movie are former actors from different variations of Star Trek. Oh, wow. So they got and the Captain Kirk is a Team America puppet. So it's done in the style of like a Team America puppet. Oh wow. And they've got like a few cameo appearances in there. Uh Snoop Dogg is in this movie. Um and the villain is played by Gilbert Gottfried. Oh wow. So this is a Really good movie. It was made by uh, Archangel Films, and uh, it was uh, the director was uh, Stephen Fawcett. Uh, his wife Angelique is in the movie, and uh, we actually, if you guys look at the, if you go to the Dragon Con playlist on the Boochcast, I got a chance to interview them at Dragon Con, so I got the, so I got the behind the scenes scoop on that. Did you meet Snoop Dogg? Uh, no. But uh, Bone Crusher the rapper was there, so well, I think it's. I'm him. not ready. Bone saws ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like Bone Crusher, who was friends with of theirs, happened to show up, and he was so he was there, and he kind of got to be in on the interview too. And then they had a um, I have to look it up again, but like, and then they had one of their uh, producers was there as well, and he was a he was a cool dude. So I got to meet them. Uh, at Dragon Con, and uh, I was because I was a last minute addition to Dragon Con that year. I wasn't allowed to have access to a lot of interviews, so I they they basically what happened was someone came. They had a different press people that were coming in, and one of the guys uh, canceled, so I got their spot last minute. So oh. I was literally on the fly researching this beforehand, coming up with questions. And oh yeah, the guy's name was a. Uh, Paul Lysak was also the guy that was in there. So all these guys were in on this uh, interview. And then, of course, there was a cameo appearance from uh, the rapper Bone Crusher. Makes a little appearance in there. So it's like... It's Bone Saw? Yes. Bone Saw gives an interview. I heard Bone Saw had a rap album. Yes. <laughs> it was a Hulk Hogan diss track. <laughs> That is still true. Randy Savage. That's that's the unique process. Macho Man Randy Savage had a rap album. Yes, he did. That was crazy. So yeah, he had the Be a Man Hogan. He had a few other songs too. Like um, he had one that was um, he had a Macho Man song where at the beginning of it he goes, "The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey." Ooh yeah. And then it's like this like. 
this like le- legit like like dance hip hop beat. It was crazy. Like I was, I don't know how he came. I don't know how he made that album, but it was actually like a legit album. Like this is like this, that's real shit. By the way, it had not in there. Like, are you ready? I'm back. He did a tribute song to Mr. Perfect. Oh, at the time that he died, he had a uh, basically it's like intro. Are you ready? Let's get it on. Tear it up. Be a man. That's the Hogan diss track. Uh, feel the madness. Going to be in trouble. I'm back. Hit the floor. Remember me. Macho Thang. Get back. What's that all about? And Perfect Friend. That was the Mr. Perfect tribute song. Oh, wow. And by and you can get it on. Let me see here. And it's available on Amazon. Um, you can get the MP3 for $9.49. And the CD is like 149 Say so what? I, yeah, it was weird. But you can get you can like you can order like the MP3 for like nine dollars and forty nine cents. But they're selling like the CD is like a collectible, I think. I don't know how that works. Like is it is it autographed or something? Um maybe, or maybe because it's the collectors I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so but yeah, that's the thing. Randy so Randy Savage had a hip hop album, and that was yeah, like apparently there was the whole like be a man thing, like because at the time, uh, you know, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan weren't getting along. They hadn't made amends yet, so Randy Savage put that album out at the time. But obviously, obviously they were able to patch things up before he passed away. So at the very oh, least, well, yeah, uh, well I've heard well I've heard Hogan say that, and I've heard Lanny Poffo say that. So it's that that that's. So even if you don't believe Hogan, at least Lanny's telling the truth. I don't see why Lanny would lie about that. I don't know. Never know. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So um, what you got planned for the weekend? Um, Well, right now the weekend, big plan I got is, uh, I mean, at the time you listen, this is Monday. So I have to say, well, Saturday I got the big Christmas party that I'm performing at. Um. I got a little bit only because this is different than most uh, gigs that I do. Um, Cause apparently the, what the, they ask for is they want me to dress up as a Christmas character and kind of walk around the room and tell jokes to people. So it's like, so instead of me being on a stage with a microphone, I'm kind of like working the room and stuff, kind of walking around and it's, it's, it's fun, but it's also kind of weird. Cause I'm like, Trying to figure out like how I'm gonna like do this. Do I just you're like how like, you dress like Santa? Uh, well, I had a choice. The three options they gave was Buddy the Elf, the Grinch, and Santa Claus. And what do you do? I picked Buddy the Elf. Oh. Uh, because I thought about it because I thought about doing Santa, but a Santa's too hack, and b they do cool shit with Santa every year. So I'm like, they have a Santa Claus that is gonna pull it off way better than I could. Like they have a thing every year where like they literally have Santa Claus show up in a helicopter during this like holiday event before their actual Christmas party. Like when they have like open to the because they have their own Christmas party for the employees and then they have one that's like open to the public and they have Santa Claus show up in a damn helicopter. So wow. I'm like, yeah, I ain't top of that. Yeah. And then I saw the Grinch and I thought about it and I went, OK, I could make the Grinch funny, but because the Grinch is 
such a, a an overall miserable prick. I can't do that in a corporate setting. Like if, it, if they told me you could use whatever language you want, there's no restrictions, I would 100% be the Grinch. Because I can pull the Grinch off by doing dirty humor, but I can't pull off the Grinch and be clean cut. Just can't do it. I know me. So I went with Buddy the Elf because I was like, I can have fun with this. Because he's such a wholesome character. So I've literally been, I've been doing, res basically I've spent the last, uh, you know, couple days, and I'm going to be doing definitely a lot of this this week. Uh, doing a res I've been doing research on A, the company that's hiring me, and B, I've been watching the movie Elf like over and over and over again because I'm trying to understand his mannerisms or find stuff in the movie that I can use to make into jokes. I've got a few written down, but I definitely need to write some more. But that's mostly where it's coming from. And then I went to – I watched some of their YouTube videos and everything to kind of get a feel for what the company is. And it works because the company that I'm – performing for they're in construction so it kind of works because like elves you know they they make toys or you know they do or you know make shoes while the old man sleeps <laughs> so it's i figured out like this can work somehow i can blend the, i'm trying to see how i can blend the two together and make this show happen because uh they're paying me good money for this so i, I definitely got to be on top of my game like i actually had to go on amazon and I had to buy a Buddy the Elf costume because I didn't have one. And I buy one. It doesn't fit. I had to return it, which I don't know if Amazon's still giving me my money back for that or not. But I'm about to find out if their return policy is legit or if it's the drizzling shits. And if it's the drizzling shits, I will be bashing them on this show. Just know that. There you go. We'll guess we'll find out. Yeah. So I had to order. So I ordered the next size up. That came in. It fits. So now I just gotta put that together and make it work. And then once uh, the act goes around, I'll I'll be okay. So that's gonna be on Saturday. So pretty much every day, almost every free time I have this week is gonna be prepping for that show. And that's also why on the weekend, that's why usually what I want to do is obviously you and I are gonna get together like maybe on a Thursday or something to do the show for the fourteenth. But I definitely want, and I know I've talked to you about this before, but I'm going to talk to Desmond about it later at the time of recording this. I obviously want you and Desmond to team up on AEW, and I want to have John and Rhiannon team up again and do NXT. That way I can focus on this party, but we can still get the show out. Hmm. We will see. I'm pretty sure we can make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I figured it can work because uh, A, Desmond's, Love and AEW, which you'll find out more about that in part two. And uh, I know that, you know, Elvis is the, uh, you know, the other AEW correspondents. I figure you two guys working together on that is going to be, is going to be great. I feel like the two of you can definitely make this work because both y'all know well. AEW. And John and Rihanna are both passionate about NXT, so I know that's going to be in good hands. So that's kind of where I'm really hoping to take the show obviously okay yeah i'll make it work i'm pretty sure but yeah and then of course we'll definitely talk about more about the the show later but like obviously that's pretty much where my focus is at is the christmas party because i trying to do well i've been trying to book other shows but it's been tough you know like because uh, i use this site called thumbtack to try to find uh gigs and stuff and that's 
Usually if you guys go to Thumbtack, if you go to Thumbtack.com, look up my name. That's where you guys can, um, you know, request to have me, you know, perform at an event that you got because I'm starting to do more corporate gigs. Uh, some lately have been hard to get because I know I was trying to cram a bunch in December because, you know, obviously I want to do more gigs and, you know, <laughs> try to make that paper. But, uh, you know, I had some gigs that were good. Some fell through. But at least the Christmas party is still solid and still on. So I'm excited about that. Mm, that's crazy. But um, have you been keeping up with the news lately? Um, Trying to. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of it lately. I just know I've gotten a few things. Um, I'll have to double check. But I know I've been well, seeing some. I'm, I'm talking the lines of not really just like anything presidential, but our stupid stimulus packages. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's still... They're still dragging this along. I think, I honestly think, I honestly think that they are just waiting until Biden gets gets sworn in before they send them out. They're, I feel like that's what they're trying to do because they want people to know that, hey, these are the Biden checks. Biden got you these. Trump didn't get you shit. That's what they're trying to do. And what they don't understand is, we're so frustrated at this point. I don't care whose name is on the check. Just give me the fucking check. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't care if it's a Trump stimulus check or a Biden stimulus check. This is not a mom and dad divorce. I feel like they're like divorced parents trying to one-up each other and get the kids love. That's what this is about. It's like, I don't care. Just give me the Just give me the money. We're struggling here. I mean, am I wrong? I think I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, that's what exactly what I want. <laughs> exactly. It's like we I don't care at this point. I don't care if I don't care whose name is on the check. Just give me the damn check. But they're not gonna do that because because as long as Trump is still in office, which he will be till January twentieth, it's still considered a check from him. And that, and as I've said before many, many times, they don't want to give Trump a win. That's why they, it takes so hard to get shit done. That's why a lot of times when Trump gets shit done, it's usually through an executive order because everybody's like strong-arming the shit out of him. So I'm like, that's why we're not getting them. They want to hold off until he gets sworn in. People have made this money a long time ago. I mean, um, I have a job. I'm fine. Um, I could use the money, obviously, because who doesn't need the money? Um, but, but people need this a long time ago, and I just feel like the government has been so god horrible to get everything the way it's supposed to be done. It's 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 horrible, man. It's just horrible to see the way they don't care about the government. Uh, they don't care about the Americans. We're the Americans. We as Americans should get those people out of office instead of voting them in. And Mitch McConnell just got in. Pelosi's a piece of shit. Um, all these people, and they're not sitting there and like. We put them in there, and no one's doing anything about it. Though we should call for their heads. I mean, we should all back up. I'm not saying we should sit there and you know egg our car or you know do toilet paper to our house, whatever. But they should take some real action against these people who who blindly are blind to what's going on, the way the world's working, especially especially for the United States. I think it should be a decision for the government. I think it should be a state appointed one. I think whoever the governor or who for a representative for our state should just mandate it themselves and say fuck you guys if you guys are gonna do it i'm gonna jump the gun and do it right now because our people need it they do i mean absolutely i mean and i'm a little shocked that you know i don't know if like does the governor have the authority 
to do this. Well, they should because the way that money's coming out, it's got to be divvied out. So, um, you know, show how many people are, are in your area. Um, they could govern for their state who's getting a check, who's not getting a check, and just send a fucking IOU to the government. You know what I'm saying? Because we're the ones, I mean, we're pretty much getting our own money back because we're the ones who are paying for it. But nonetheless, still, it's the same thing. Like, you know, get it right. You know, that's that's our shit. Like, you guys proposed it. You guys been going back and forth. You guys want to get the, get your fucking rules out there. I'm like, no, dude, you guys should definitely, um, you know, uh, you know, get with us and help out your American people, especially now right now next to the holidays. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing is goddamn ridiculous. It's like just, you know, for once, I would like there to be an a situation where, you know, instead of everybody just like, you know, worrying about this stupid thing or this stupid thing, just taking care of business. Like, can we please put the petty arguing aside? Like, stop trying to make everything a popularity contest. If anything, it makes people hate you more. The more you guys, the more they keep playing the back and forth game. Just fucking put the egos aside and take care of the people. Yeah, they're not about that. They hate the people. That's the thing. And then the thing is, like, you know, with them putting all these rules, they're making Americans go against each other with all the... You know, the way they control all the media when it comes to Yahoo, when it comes to news, when it comes to your websites and everything else, they make people want to be against each other. So we're constantly bickering amongst themselves while all these fucking politicians are sitting there getting away with murder and they're getting millions. I mean, I've known more millionaires to be made from this pandemic than ever before in history. And the rich are getting richer and the poor are just getting poor. It's horrible. Yeah, especially when especially when they're the reason most people are getting poor is because they shut everything down. They were telling everybody we're closing everything down and staying home. And not, and I believe that if I believe if you're the type of person that's telling another person not to work, you should be paying for everything that they need. And I would say that whether it's the government, whether it's a, a significant other, whether it's a family member or a friend, whatever, if you're telling somebody don't go to work anymore or stop them from making a living in what they're doing then financially you should be providing for that person or make them go to fuck or let them go to fucking work oh it's just ridiculous yeah and uh, speaking of speaking of changes and everything did you hear the news about uh about warner brothers no oh yeah warner brothers just struck a huge blow to movie theaters because they're going to send all of their 2021 movies to HBO Max. Really? Yes. Simultaneously, they are going to HBO Max. Huh. Go figure. Yes. Basically, the same time the movies hit theaters, the same day they'll be on HBO Max. Well, it kind of makes sense in a way because people aren't going to move. There's a lot of people who aren't going out, so they're missing out a lot of revenue. So it kind of makes it easier. So I kind of see that perspective. It's just a new concept to get more people to watch movies again because if you just based up the movie theaters on there, not, not a lot of people are still not going out doing that kind of stuff. So I kind of see it. Um, that might be the new norm, but people still want to go to theaters. So some people do, some people don't. So it's fine, you know. Um, I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah. And uh, my my thing was... I noticed was and the best example of this was on Disney Plus. I remember Desmond told me this uh, in the beginning with Mulan, with the the live action Mulan, which 
Desmond insists is great. I'm scared to watch it. Very scared. It's not not great. It's not great. (laughs) Okay. I had a feeling it wasn't, but, um, but the thing is in the beginning, when it first came on there, you had to pay a, a premium or, or extra money to watch it in the beginning. But then after a while, they finally made it, I think just like a day or two ago, they finally made it uh, part of your Disney Plus subscription. So now it's a free movie that can be streamed inside Disney Plus. But I heard in the beginning they were making people pay extra because they wanted to make, because the movie theaters and the movie companies wanted to make up for the revenue they were losing. So it's like, okay, we're going to charge you this much as if you're going to the movies to see it. And then they treat it like, okay, now that it's out on video or available for release to the public, now we can take that premium off. And when I heard that, I was like, okay. Because at first I was like, wait, they're going to make you pay extra on an already streamed platform? And then when I found out it was so they could make up for the lack of box office revenue, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because now they're giving it away as if they're giving it out on video. So really there's no difference. Right. And then – and then, of course, let me see. I saw some. And then, of course. Uh, I had a question. Um, so here real quick. So did you get your Christmas shopping done already? Um, For the most part, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've done a little bit of it. I'm trying to get as much done as I possibly can. Uh, it's it, It's been hard to shop for people <laughs> because, um, you, know, mo- you know, especially in the family, because it's hard to find out. It's hard to pin down exactly what everybody wants. Cause everybody's just kind of up in the air. Like my, like my parents are not easy to shop for <laughs> like, like mother's day or father's day. I really got to dig down deep to figure something out. You know, usually my mom can be easy though. Cause sometimes she just likes jewelry. So if I, if I'm stuck in a bind, I just go get some jewelry and that's it. I found my mom's easy to shop for My dad is a challenge because I never want to go the tie route with it, with a gift. I hate that. Like, you know, they, they Unless they unless they specifically say they want a tie, I'll get a tie. But I'm definitely never going to um, just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get somebody a tie." I try to avoid that shit. Yeah, I hate, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I hate it so much. Um, it's like I don't even wear a tie to work, so why would I have it? So I was always worried about that growing up. Um, it was like I'm coming an adult and. You know, your Christmas presents, and you know, as you get older, it's not going to be as great. I mean, now I think the cool thing I get now is like um, uh, GameStop cards, I guess. But you know, my wife is pretty good, she gets me like uh, stuff I need, like shoes or sweaters or jackets or something. So that's always pretty cool. Um, for her, it's always jewelry or purses or something like that. I got her some surprising stuff, so I'll probably talk about it when we do our Christmas, but um. I mean, some people are kind of easy. Some people are harder. Like my brother, he's kind of hard because the boys got everything. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, usually when that happens, it's hard to shop for somebody. Like I said, like like Christmas shopping is not as easy as people think it is. Not just because of prices or being able to find stuff, but like knowing exactly the right gift to get someone. It's true. Like for you, I know what to get you. Yeah. Um, some pizza, baby. Um, <laughs> Get cards to Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little C's. I could get you a fifty dollar Little C's, and you could eat like like a god for at least a month. Oh God, yes. <laughs> um, so that'd be kind of easy. Um, wrestling T-shirts, figurines, championship belt, or something. Um, so a little, little, little it's kind of easy for you, Zach. Um, 
we all know it's a good hymn. Yeah. Uh, pretty simple. It blows up, has a hole in it. Um, Steven, I'd probably get him like a uh, Mountain Dew case. So he has plenty of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Desmond, Desmond, I'll probably just get him. If I was to get him anything, would be like a, a D&D rolling dice. Something cool, something new he probably doesn't have. Yeah. Um, or some kind of Dungeons and Dragons expansion pack, like book or something. Yeah, I know. I know he's. I know there was one particular book he was looking to get, but he's also said that he would take if somebody either an Undertaker or a stained T-shirt because he looked in his closet recently and he realized he does not have any T-shirts of the Undertaker, which is shocking to him because he that's his, like his favorite wrestler. Really? Yeah. I mean, CM Punk's my favorite. I don't have a CM Punk T-shirt. Yeah, I, I have one in the house somewhere. I don't know. I might I might have put it in the classic section because I don't know if it fits me anymore. But I remember him saying that because when when we saw the on Survivor Series, uh, the Undertaker's like retirement moment, Dez was like really really like not feeling well after that. Like he really had this look on his face. Like I I literally thought he was gonna go into a depression because, because of what depressed because under we were watching the Undertaker's like retirement at Survivor Series. Where they were basically saying like you know uh, he's like he was like for thirty years he's laid you know souls to rest and he said now it's time for the Undertaker to rest in peace and then the and then they did a bunch of other great things for the ceremony but Des was like really miserable afterwards and I I finally we were in the car we were dri- I was driving him back to his house and I finally just looked at him and said dude what what are you upset about and he looked over at me and he said, he said, it's now starting to sink in that I will never see the Undertaker's entrance live. Like it, it was hitting him that he was never going to see it. And he had two opportunities to see it and got screwed over both times, which, of course, was referring to when we went to New Orleans and when we were going to go to Tampa last year, because uh, obviously, you know, Dez lost his job, so he couldn't go to New Orleans with us. And then he had, and then last year COVID, and then of course with COVID, we didn't go to Tampa. But even though we've talked about, you know, potentially going next, going about going in April, if because now it looks like WrestleMania is coming back to Tampa, because California still got their COVID laws out of order, so they're probably not going to be able to do WrestleMania there. So they're thinking about going back to Tampa, and even though the three of us, as of right now, are planning it on going to Tampa, the Undertaker won't be there. And I think Dez is having a hard time with was having a hard time with that. Uh, he'll get over it. He'll buy a shirt and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So like he was, but yeah, he said he's looking for an Undertaker or a Sting T-shirt. He's a fan of both. So pick 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 whichever one you uh want to go with on that. Oh, I didn't say I was going to buy him one. I'm just saying if I was to buy something, <laughs> I'm sure you must. Have, I'm sorry, you must have misheard me. I'm sorry. I'm so glad that we uh, reiterated that. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we we're guessing what we would want. Um, what would you get me if I, if you were to get something for me? Ah, uh, hmm. That's int- that that I was that I'm trying to figure out honestly because um, it would probably be something from it would probably be something AEW related because I know how much you love AEW because I know AEW is something you definitely are a fan of. Um. Maybe I'd probably go either in the AEW route or the Marvel route. Now that I know from 
either last week or the week before that you are very heavy into the Marvel films. And uh NBC animation, yeah, absolutely. Um um if someone wants to know, you could get me one of those Kenny Omega action figures. Just saying. Oh yeah. Uh definitely a Kenny Omega action figure. That's that which is definitely gonna go up in price, and we'll explain uh that why about that in part two. You'll learn about that. But yeah, Kenny's stock is definitely going up right now. So that would be a popular uh action figure to get. Actually, you guys are going to talk about um, AEW next week, but I'm not going to sit there giving anything up for part two of the show. But um, we've been seeing a lot of different wrestlers coming to AEW. Um, it looks like they're opening a floodgates, not only for NWA, but with Impact as well. So what is your stance on the budding relationship of AEW and other, other wrestling companies? I like it. You know, it's definitely something that's new and different. Um it's not every day you see a top company um, wanting to work with another promotion because obviously it's it's the way that most um, territories used to do it was they worked together. They, they didn't always do like joint promotions and stuff, but sometimes they would like, you know, if they wanted a certain um, talent from another place, they would usually say, hey, can I bring this guy in? You would work out a deal like and – uh, Jim Cornette gave this example. He said that he would um, sometimes Ben Senior would call uh, Bill Watts, and let's say Bill Watts had Waldo von Erich. Um, if Vince wanted Waldo von Erich, he knew he was going to get him because Vince could pay more money. This is Vince Senior, but instead of just pulling in Waldo von Erich and just taking him, which he could have done, he would call Bill Watts and say, "Hey, uh, I need Waldo uh, for TV." Could you make him available for me? And he said, and he'd be like, yeah, sure, Vince, no problem. He goes, all right, and I'll give you an extra week of dates with Andre. So he would have Andre the Giant, but he would be like, I'll let you have some extra dates with him, and you can work with that in exchange for let me have Waldo to work some programs here. So they would kind of trade back and forth. What's really, you know, so yeah, so I would definitely love to see more of that, but I do think this is one of those uh, deals where, I think Impact is going to benefit more than AEW because Impact Wrestling is on Axis TV, and I don't know too many people that watch Axis TV or care about it or anything like that. So I think this is going to help Impact Wrestling in the long run because, again, we're not going to give anything away, but people will definitely be watching this Tuesday if they have access to it. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I think it's going to benefit both companies. I mean, uh, having more people come in, having different title feuds, different people on a roster. I mean, I think because the thing is, like, we grew up in the territory days, but we didn't. You know, we had WCW, we had um, uh, WWF, and then sometimes you watch Smoky Mountain whenever the hell they wanted to decide to come on. But we never had this kind of influx of new channels and different revenues to find these different promotions. So having a partnership with AEW, Impact, NWA, um, and all these different promotions coming together and facing against the machine that is WWE, I mean, it's going to have WWE talking. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're thinking, what could they do to incorporate it? Now, WWE can bring up the fact they had, like, Involved and ICW and all these different things, but it's not going to – it pales in comparison because all these different companies are separate entities. I mean – the only thing we really need now is to have um, Ring of Honor join the full two and and then you know, New Japan. I mean, like, if all these people come together 
and get that second show. And it could be like a, a potpourri show. It has all the talents from all the places come together. I mean, that would be pretty amazing, I think. It would be amazing. The, the, the trick would be, and this is why in the past, um, a lot uh, all the promotions tried to come together and go up against Vince Jr. When Vince was uh, taking out the ter- going through the territories and you know taking all the talent and everything, they all tried to rise up against Vince. The problem is, you had to get a bunch of promoters to work together, whose egos were completely out of control, and they later destroyed themselves from within. So the question is, could you get Tony Khan? Could you get? Don Callis or whoever's the head of Impact, or could you get Sinclair Broadcasting? Could you get whoever's running New Japan? Could you get the the guy, the four guys in charge of that to check their egos at the door to put this show on? That's the question. You also have to get the wrestlers to check their egos at the door. Like you know, the you got. I think Eric Young right now is the Impact World Champion, as far as I know. Could he nope. get? He's not. Nope. Who won the title? Rich Swan. Rich, wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. Let I get this straight. Rich Swan is the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Yeah. What? Let me go and verify that. But I think he won it from uh, Eric oh, Young. Oh, oh, I'm watching it now. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, what? You didn't watch that match? Yeah. No wonder they're partnering with AEW. They are on crack. What do you mean? Rich Swan. Yeah. All the, the the big names you got and the titles on Rich Swan. Seriously, did I? Rich miss Swan, amazing talent. What are you talking about? Did you I, haven't seen anything. Did I miss something? Did I? Did, I I must. I I've been watching Impact. Did I? Did I miss something? Did 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 Rich Swan wake? Did Rich Swan wake up and suddenly become a main event player that we can take seriously? Because I lost. I'm lost in translation over here. How the oh, hell? I I think you haven't watched before October because he became a champion at um, uh, what's it called? Um, I Bound forget the pay per view. Bound for Glory, but yeah, he's been on there for a while. Like like the Good Brothers are the tag team champions. I buy that. I believe that. It should be the North. Whatever. I'm just like, but the who? Okay, and then they got this Rohit Raju. I have no idea who the hell that is. Diana Peraza. Oh. I remember her from NXT. She she barely got at she barely got she barely lasted on the developmental system and she's now the knockouts champion. Mm, Who are well, the other knockouts? You need to watch the product before you talk trash. Hey, I'm open to having my mind changed. Don't get me wrong. I'm just still you have to watch there, the product. But I'm still like, what in the blue hell? I gotta see this roster. Hold on. Okay. Ace Austin, don't know. Alicia Edwards, sounds familiar. Wait, is that Eddie Edwards' wife? 
There you go. Okay, now I see her somewhere. Brian Myers, I know that. Chris Bay, got that. Crazy Steve, definitely know him. Davari, makes sense. Ooh, David Penzer. I was wondering where he went. Uh, I like him. Good guy. Uh, Deanna Peraza, okay. Eddie Edwards, there he is. Eric Young. James Mitchell. Falaba, James Mitchell. Oh, James Mitchell, okay. He's they resurrected him from the dead. They resurrected him from the dead? It was an angle, yeah. Okay. Gia Miller. Okay. She looks hot. Heath Slater. I do remember him going there. Uh, Hernandez. All right. Havoc. Have I seen her before? Maybe. A couple times. I am. Uh, okay. Then, no, that's, I was thinking Jimmy Havoc. I don't remember this, I don't remember this chick. Uh, Jacob Christ. Okie dokie. Joe Doring. Who that? What? Wait a minute. What the? Why does that name? Okay, never mind. Okay, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> okay. Mhm. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's. A, it looks like an. It looks like a nineteen eighties type name, but I won't judge. I, I like creativity. Johnny Swinger, my man. All right. Josh Matthews, has he gotten any better on commentary? A little bit. Okay, because he was terrible for a while. Um, Jordan Grace. Okay, she sounds familiar. She looks good. Was she in? Was she in the UK? Was she in NXT UK? I don't remember. She looks familiar. I know I've seen her somewhere before. Uh, Caleb with a K. Hmm. <laughs> Look at Ken Shamrock. That dude's, that dude's ripped at like 50 oh, or 60. Oh, dear God. He looks... There's an action star that he looks exactly like, and I can't quite figure out what it is right now. I hear you. No, I, I know you're talking about. But like, oh. that, that guy's got the body of Puck with the old man face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got like the... He's got the ripped up body, the old man face. Just got inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. I remember that. I know The Rock inducted him. Which I, thought, true. which I thought was awesome because, you know, The Rock got to do something with Impact Wrestling. Conan. Wait, Conan? Yep. That explains so much. Mm -hmm. There you go. You're, you're going on a rabbit hole. Keep going. Yeah, that explains a lot right now. Okay, because I remember they did the Vegas thing. Okay, now we're making sense here. Uh, Kira Hogan. Yes, I know her. I've seen I I've seen her in the indies. She is fantastic. Kimberly, I've seen her in the indies as well. She was very good. I think she was a, I think she was she was joining a, a faction in Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment before she left. Uh, Madman Fulton, okay, I like that. Not bad, not bad. Ooh, there's Moose. He's still there. All right, that dude's badass. Oh yeah, that dude is badass. And there's Madison Rain. I lost so many Kleenexes to that one, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. That now explains a lot. Because I've heard I've heard people saying lately that a dream match would be them against the Bucks. Oh, yeah. And FTR in the North. Yep. Yeah, so that would be intriguing. Uh, Nev Nevaeh? Neva? Who the hell is this? 
Well, look at her picture. I'm looking at her picture. She's yeah. This is okay. This this is a weird chick. She's from Dayton, Ohio. All right. Well, good work, Raj Singh. Okay. Reno Scum. I remember them. I saw them just before Impact left uh, Pop TV. They were fantastic. Ooh, Rhino's still there. Okay. Yep. All right. Good to know. There's Rich Swan. There's Rajit Raju. Rosemary. Okay. Rosemary's still there. I, I, she, is, she is amazing. If, the, if there really is a possibility of her in AEW, I would love to see her pop up in AEW. And some people are not... I know Elvis may or may not like what I'm about to say right now. But I'd love to see her. I'd I love to see a feud between her and Abaddon. Well, we'd have to see it, definitely. I mean, granted, Abaddon absolutely is absolute shit in the ring, but I feel like with that... With with Rosemary, they could at least tell a story, and hopefully Rosemary can carry the match. Oh, definitely, it's just uh, just for different personalities. I think you're right. Oh, Sammy Callahan. Yeah, <laughs> the, boy's dead. the most controversial wrestler I- I've seen so- thus far. Oh man, this guy is amazing. Scott Demore, he's still there. Shira. Okay, I guess he he kind of has got a Roman Reigns look to him. Uh, yeah, suicide. He's still there. Uh, Susie. I'll pretend I know who that is. Sue Young. Sue Young. Oh, I, you know what? I, I retract my I retract my previous statement. Her and Abaddon. Take Rosemary out. Put Sue Young and Abaddon. Oh crap! That's insane. Swaggle. Oh my god. He was in the Vegas skit. Oh my god. Yep. Now everything's making sense. There you go. I'm seeing Easter eggs right now. It's it's almost Christmas. The Deaners? What? I don't really know them. I don't either. It's a, it's weird, but I'm willing to give that a shot. Of course, the Good Brothers, my own boys, Gallus and Anderson. The North. Oh, these are the guys you've been talking about. Oh, yeah. Those guys are phenomenal. These guys are good? Those guys are phenomenal. Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. You're going to see some big things out of those boys, I'm telling you. They're going to get the most publicity out of all of them. You'll see. All right. Ooh, TJP. I remember him. Yep. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. Okay. Here's the girl you took to the airport. Huh? Here's the girl you took to the airport. Yeah, Taya. Taya Valkyrie. Tasha Steeles. Tanil Dashwood. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zach Ryder or Matt Cardona, whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you. And of course, our favorite, Willie Mack. <laughs> Willie Mack. Yes. Oh, I want to see him so bad. Yep. Does he still do this? I wonder if he still does. It doesn't look like he still does the Stone Cold thing, though. He still does the rock bottom. He still does like the stunner. Yes, he does. Okay, because the look he's got in here, it looks like he has a different. The, the picture looks like he has a different gimmick. Tasha Steeles. I don't know her. Uh, Norway. Okay. Um, and then, of course, uh, Tennille Dashwood. That was Emma. Mm-hmm. So she's come a long way from the bubbles, it looks like. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then, of course, there's Triple XL. She's a super big team. I mean, their name says it all. Extra, 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 extra large. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, good to know. Well, I like the fact that they're it's because they're big old boys and it's not porn related. That 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 helps. Because usually, when well, you see, no, usually when you see three X's, that's usually porn. So the L helps. It's like okay, they're 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 not they're not doing any porno shit. They're just fat. All right, that makes sense. It does. So I like this. Okay, so Impact has an interesting roster, and you know I think I could see some of these guys jumping over to AEW and, and coming over here, and then if any of them come to Impact, they could definitely work something there. But I do like that idea you said before. If they could create a second show. But that, like I said, that would require some serious ego checks. So well, this is this is, and I understand what you're talking about. And this is what I, this is my, my idea behind it. I think that they've been sick and tired of pretty much them running roughshod. You know, them running roughshod over the competition WWE that is, and they've been never able to stand up against them. AEW's been like a shot in the arm for the wrestling community. Don't get me wrong, Oregon Bonner's been going up for a long time. Impact's been going up for a long time, but. And I mean, Impact many, many years ago had a shot and they kind of messed up a little bit. Um, so with that said, they actually um, have a chance if they all combine together instead of being separate because being separate and against each other is only going to divide them. But then being together, it's going to bring a whole new world to them. So that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, I, I hope it. Hey, I, I hope it happens. You know, more shows means more work and. I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, but we have, um, and I'm looking at NWA right now, the National Wrestling Alliance online, and they're looking at uh, NWA Shockwave starts next week. So I guess I'm watching something new. Yeah, I guess a NWA's, yeah, NWA is finally getting um, their stuff, you know, back on there. They're starting to do shows again, you know, and, and it was funny because so many people for – Weeks and months, everybody thought that NWA was just going to go out of business. Like, oh, they're not going to come back. They're not going to recover. So many uh, guys got out of their NWA contracts. They just asked for their releases and stuff. So now, you know, they're getting back. Um, apparently, they still seem to have, um, you know, still able to get, you know, wrestlers in there. They still have a stars on their roster. And apparently... And I like this because NWA is going an interesting route here. They have um, an NWA on Patreon. So apparently, according to this, they have a Patreon account and you can view the show one day early each week. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just wait till next day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm saying you, you, have, and then they have like other things as well that they're offering. But apparently, you can see this if you're if you're on their Patreon. If you have a Patreon membership, you can get access to it one day early. But it airs on Tuesdays on the YouTube channel. And let's see, right now, currently, yeah, apparently episode one is already out. But right now, I'm trying to see. Um, they don't really seem to be having a. They don't seem to have a list of their roster anywhere on their website. I can't see it. I can't see it either. But I'm currently on the Ring of Honor website. So check this out. So Morrison Machine Gun, Alex Shelley is an active roster of Ring of Honor. You have Amy Rose, Angelina Love, Bandito, uh, Brody King of Villain Enterprises. 
uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> cheeseburger. Or beer, oh, sorry. Yeah. Beer City Bruiser, Brian Johnson, Brian Malonis, Brody King from Villain Enterprises, Cheeseburger. Um, Deck Draper, Dalton Castle, he's still there. Oh, wow, that's good. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, I see it. Delirious is there. Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon! Flip Gordon, Jay Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Jay Rose. Jonathan Gresham, who was both the pure champion and I think he's a tag team champion with Jay Lethal, uh, if I remember correctly. Josh Woods. Um, let's see. Josh Kenny King still around. Oh, Mandy Leon. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna click on her real quick. Hold on. I know it sounded bad, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Angel oh, Angelina Love is there. Yep. Oh, snap. I like that. Yeah. And then Dragon Lee, he's got Flamita. I feel like they got the same gimmick almost, those two. Okay. Yeah, Joe, Hen like Joe Hendry. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw him once in ICW. Let's see. Oh, PCO. Do you know what PCO is? No. PCO, if I'm mistaken, that is the guy who played the Mountie? Okay. Let me see. PCO? Hold on. I want to make sure I'm right. Pierre Carl Olette. I think he played the Mountie a long time ago. I'm going to look him up. Hold on. Oh, man. That is crazy. Um, but, yeah. Uh, did you ever see Joe Hendry? No. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's this video of him in ICW where he literally sang his own theme song, and it was a parody of the song Wrecking Ball. And he can't, mm -hmm. and he walks out with this giant ball. He's inside a giant ball. You and he rolls oh. down the ramp. He was a Quebecer. Oh, he was a Quebecer. He was okay. a Quebecer. PCO. There's a documentary on him I saw. It was really awesome. Oh yeah. Let's see. They got Mandy Leon, Maria Manic. Um Kenny King is still there. Oh, yeah. Rhett Titus, his partner. PJ Black is here. Okay. Sil so, oh, Silas is still here. Will Ferrara. Shane Taylor. Session North Martina. Tracy Williams. Some random dude named Vincent. That does not... And that's not Virgil. That is actually a guy named Vincent that looks like a biker dude. He looks like one of the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. But yeah, hey, this so is crazy. Cool. And then there, let me see. And then their officials, they got Bobby Cruz, Caprice Coleman, Carrie Silken, Ian Riccoboni, Todd Sinclair, Quinn McKay, and Nick Lindell. Okay. And currently, Rush is the world champion. Dragon Lee is the TV champion. Jonathan Gresham is the pure champion. And yeah, Jay Lethal and John Gresham are the tag team champions. And Benito, Flamina, and Ray Oris are the six-man champions. There we go. So that's the champions right there. So pretty much that's what that's what we're working with here. I just looked up Bandy Leon online and I'm not disappointed. 
I still wish we had the uh and I still wish NWA had something where I could see their roster. Yeah, well I'm pretty sure they're reorganizing, restructuring, so we'll see soon enough who's available, who's not available, because I want to make sure everything's right before, so Absolutely. Because I'm trying to see if like any it doesn't look like anything's been updated. Um, the only place you the closest thing you can find to anybody there is Wikipedia and that doesn't seem to have anything updated on it. So I have no idea where any of this stuff is going. So off the talent of all the talent we just spoke off of, all that talent from Ring of Honor, Impact. Well, we even looked into New Japan, so there's so much stuff coming out of the woodwork. So yeah, we're good. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's definitely a possibility for things. It's just the hardest part is a lot of the other places are having a hard time getting exposure anywhere. Because not everybody has access TV. Uh, Ring of Honor, I don't even know where the hell they are anymore. I don't know where to find them. Sinclair, I think. Yeah, and they're usually, by the time they come on, it's like late at night. So there's not there's not a lot of primetime spots for wrestling except for WWE and AEW. They're the only ones that have primetime slots to compete really or get on or get or get exposed to a wide audience I just now went to the Ring of Honor site let's see Naito is both the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion uh, John Moxley is the IWGP United States champion and the never open weight is Shingo Takata Takagi? I don't know. I don't know that person. I haven't followed them in a long time. Like Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Have you ever seen Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle? Uh, I think he was in the cruiserweight division in WWE. So I think I may have seen him. I think so. Zack Sabre Jr. He either was in the cruiserweight. I think he was there. Yeah, he definitely was in the cruiserweight classic. I remember seeing him. Uh, Let's see. New schedule. This is the roster for New Japan. Alex Coughlin, Alex Zane, Amazing Red, Backlit Fail, Bushi, Chase Owens, Chris Jericho, Clark Connors, Dalton Castle, David Finley, Dick Togo, Doki, El Desperado, El Fantasmo, Evil, Flip Gordon, Gabriel Kidd, Ghetto, Great Okan, Ikulu, Hiro Takashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Jado, Jay Briscoe, uh, Jay Lethal, Jay White, which is awesome. Have you ever seen Jay White, the Switchblade? Uh, no, I haven't seen him. Jeff Cobb has been permanent over there. Um, John Moxley, Jonathan Grisham, who's uh, both, both like two championships in Ring of Honor. Juice Robinson looks completely different now. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Wow. Okada, obviously. Kenta. Ibushi, Briscoe, Marty Skull, Skrull, sorry, Rocky Romero, Ryo Lee, Sonata, Joe, Tachi. Oh my goodness, man, we have a lot of stuff. Great. Taka Minichoko. Wow. Taka Michinoku is still in New Japan. Get out of here. Yeah. Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Tiger Mask, TJP. Wow, dude, their roster is really in depth, man. Oh, yeah. Well, off. Wow, Will Ospreay. Oh, boy. That boy is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing about him. I hear a lot about watch, that guy. Watch his match with um with Prince Puma or Ricochet, whatever you want to look up, whatever. It was pretty amazing. I mean, I've heard about it. I just worry it's going to be one of those 
those strong style flip stuff that I just don't get into. So that's my only concern. No, you'll like them. And I see Juice and Thunder Liger still here. I thought he retired. That's so too, but he still, I guess you still have him on there. I mean, he is, and he is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Or he was supposed to be inducted, but obviously that ceremony didn't happen. So that, of course, begs the question, with 2021 coming on the horizon, are they going to announce inductees for that year? Or are they just probably going to just go with the 2020 people and just skip that year and kind of give the ceremony to them? Or will they put all the ceremonies together and make it one long-ass show? Oh, boy, I don't know. I mean, what would be the best way to do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, for because to me, I never understood. I understood, okay, they canceled WrestleMania. Fair enough. All right. Or not canceled WrestleMania, but moved to the Performance Center. You got rid of TakeOver Tampa Bay. All right. Obviously, John wasn't happy with that, but I understood the reasoning. I still don't understand why the Hall of Fame was canceled. I'm not getting it. Because to me, e- you could easily... Like, unless the travel was an issue, I don't, I, I firmly believe you could have a Hall of Fame ceremony without a crowd. In fact, I prefer it without a crowd. Because one thing that bothers me a lot about the Hall of Fame is that fans cheer and boo and treat it like a wrestling show when it's supposed to be an event showing respect to legends in the business. And I think fans act like unprofessional jackasses at these shows. Which is why I don't think fans should be allowed at Hall of Fame. I think it should just be them, because they, because even, because they will, because even if the the wrestlers in the audience might not like a particular guy on the stage, they will show that respect because they're legends. The fact that fans are incapable of doing that, they don't belong at Hall of Fame ceremonies to me. Okay, no, I hear you. I think it's more for the performers because all those people are old, so it wouldn't be a good idea, you know. Yeah, it's like, look, you. This is, you know, these guys are being respected for the great careers that they had. You know, if you can't, if you can't, if you can't swallow your ego or your pride for one night, don't go. That's how I feel about it. So I felt like they could have still put that ceremony together, had wrestlers in the audience and all that and kind of social distanced everybody and did the clapping and everything and just given the guys their, their due. It would have been great. Because a lot of those guys deserved to have their moment. Plus, when I look at 2021, I don't know who they would induct this year. Uh, the only person I can think of going in in 2021, uh, except for The Undertaker, I don't know who else they would induct this year. Brooklyn Brawler, did he get any yet? I don't believe so. But if he hasn't been in there already, I would definitely at least put him in. Uh, Gobbly Gooker? <laughs> Maybe. I mean... That's the funny thing. He also celebrated a 30-year anniversary that night. Because the Gobbledy Gooker, he debuted the same night The Undertaker did. No, that's what I'm talking about. So we need to get him into the fold, you know? Yeah. Um, thinking out loud. Um, what about Max Moon? Max who? Max Moon. Uh, Look him up real quick. Why do I feel I'll like tell you who he is. I feel like that's a name I should know, but I don't. Max you should. You should. He had a small, very small stand in WWE. WWF at the time. Just look look up Max Moon's entrance, and I'll tell you who that person is played by. It'll blow your mind. Max Moon entrance. Okay. All right. I'm seeing pictures of him. Guess who it is. Oh, my God. 
That's fucking Conan, isn't it? Yep. Oh my god. I I don't know, man. You, you think Conan would go in? Um, with his hate for WWE, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I I do, yeah I really don't see him going into the Hall of Fame. Jim Cornette. Oh, he he might go in. He has said that uh, he would be open to the Hall of Fame, but I think they would have to put the whole Midnight Express in with him. But he was obviously there to induct the Rock and Roll Express, which he 100% supported. Yeah, a lot of you, so you ever seen the entrance for Max Moon? I'll definitely go back and watch it because his moon, he flew into the ring. Flew into the ring? Yep, like a jetpack. <laughs> that, that is cool. But Max Moon, the character, not Conan, separate, different person, not to be confused with anybody else. So, yeah, so in a limelight of everything we just talked about, I think it'll be in the best interest for everyone for them to do open gates have been doing. Cody opened it up with the open challenge, bringing people from NWA. Now we got people from Impact. It's going to benefit both shows. Eventually, a Ring of Honor is going to fall in line. And uh, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be an interesting time because I don't think us, especially for my generation, I haven't had a chance to see this actually play out. I mean, the only time we saw anything close to it was like when Ric Flair went to WWF or when we had some New Japan stars, which I wasn't really prevalent to watching in WCW, were out there. So I couldn't really tell. Um, now we're at a whole different level. So it's going to bring some new talent, some new blood, and some new things. So it's going to be an interesting year for 2021 in wrestling because if AEW's open up the floodgates like that, I can't wait to see what brings up for 2021 in wrestling. I don't either, man. And it's definitely going to be it's going to be fun to see. And I hope that I just hope that it, it, it benefits everybody involved because, like I said, these partnerships. I feel like do more for those companies than they do to benefit AEW. The only, in my opinion, the only benefit I can see AEW getting from this is the opportunity to mix up the roster a little bit more. So we're not seeing the same people. It's not that. You know, you know what it benefits, Vinny? What? It benefits the fact that you cannot miss a single episode of AEW for the fact that you might have somebody from a different corporation or for a different company and not know who it is. You want to be a wrestling fan and miss out on a, on a superstar that you love somewhere else or might become to love and miss them when he first comes out or her. So that's the whole thing. It's like AEW could pull some things where, like from time to time, but if the whole constant thing is who's going to show up on AEW each week, it draws intrigue and makes you not want to watch the other product and watch AEW straight away. I mean, yeah, I, I, I see that. That makes perfect sense. I'm just, I'm just saying that it the way I also see it helping is it makes, you know, it's going to give us different matches with different people. So we're a not seeing the same people wrestle every week and B AEW doesn't have to mix up their card by bringing in people from AEW dark who I'm sorry, fucking suck. We can find talented people in the other promotions and bring the talented people to AEW and maybe and maybe every now and then you can take some of your shitty guys and put them over there because there might be some fans who are into the shittier guys. So it makes it easier. Yeah, absolutely. We may get some more training, get some more stuff, whatever. So I completely agree. Yeah, so that's what I love about it the most because uh, there's, there's a lot of guys on AEW. And like I said, they've got a lot of good guys, but there's a lot of guys on there that are just fucking trash. They are, but... The but the but they but they uh they kissed up to the bucks enough that they got a contract and they're unfortunately there to stay because I don't think the bucks have the heart to release somebody. I don't think they have it. 
you know? I, I they, honestly, fired, they fired some people already, so it's fine. Okay. I wasn't sure. Cause I'm, you know, I look at Tony Khan sometimes and I'm asking him like, look, do you, does he have, as a businessman, does he have the balls to trim the fat? Sometimes I think well, he does yeah, that, he you know. because he does own a soccer team too and a football team. So he has to make the hard decisions every day. But the thing is, this is a new development. So they've been in a business a little over a year. So they don't have to make those decisions right now because the roster is pretty thin, especially this global pandemic that's going on. You have that many capable wrestlers being in right now. Now, now everything started coming more into the fold. So now bringing all this influx of talent, you can see who you could work with, who you could release, maybe make some trades. Like, it was like football. Hey, I'll trade you um, uh, a Marco Stunts, and I'll trade you a, um, you know, I don't know, a Chucky e. T for a, I don't know, Jonathan Gresham or, you know, whatever the situation my rise for. Um, I'll trade you the best friends for the North, you know, something like that. Or appearances. Hey, you can take these tag teams, but you got to give us Kenny Omega for at least a couple weeks. Um, something like that where it builds it up. So a lot of partnerships could be built around it. And then like, you know, again, about egos, if the company doesn't get too crazy about it, though, say, hey, we need them here for our pay-per-views. But in that, you can use them sparingly, you know, um, for certain angles, for certain topics, for run-ins, for assistance, maybe even formulate factions. Like I said, being like a dominant faction of one corporation, you could be a dominant faction across the world. Exactly. There's endless possibilities of how they can get it taken care of as long as like everybody has the same mind goal. And I know at first it might be nice, but sometimes, you know, when you're all excited to try to start something new, it could go sour. But if it's going to go good for a while, I'd say let it let it roll, you know, let let it roll until it goes good. Because WWE is pretty much an island by themselves. It's a big island, but when you have other people coming together, sharing, coming with, the you know, with the same goal to try to sit there and be the best or try to put out the best product, then it's awesome. And you have like different talents, different writers, different ideas, different storylines. Um, it's only going to do nothing but improve. Hopefully it doesn't become too convoluted, but at the same time, it won't be diluted because we'll have a lot of great talent to showcase. Yeah. And like I said, you can get, you got different talents to showcase. You've got different rivalries. You've got different ways they can play around. There's a, like I said, that's, that's the beauty of this. We have so many options to choose from, and that's what's going to make this. That's ultimately what's going to help AEW the most. That's that's the benefit that they get out of this is that they are going to be able to mix and match and put together better storylines. The other companies benefit by getting a platform that they don't normally have and maybe get people to find where they are or care about finding where they are and figuring it out because, like I said, NWA's got the easiest reach because their show's on YouTube. Uh, Impact's on Access TV. I still don't know what channel that is uh, on my on on my TV. If I can find it, maybe I'll start watching Impact Wrestling more regularly. And if this partnership does succeed, I may try to bring in an Impact Wrestling correspondent. I may try to find somebody. Well, but the thing is, like, it's not really that good because Impact right now is only thinking about. 150,000 people or 166,000 a week. Um, so it's not viable right now. I want to see what happens this Tuesday when uh, we have a certain AW wrestler that's going to be on our TV show on Tuesday, see what happens. I want to see how much this person brings the numbers up on that set Tuesday. I know I'm going to be watching um, on Wednesday, on Tuesday, sorry, to find out what happens. Yeah, it's going to be intriguing because it's definitely going to catch everybody's attention. So we'll figure that out. And then, like I said, if, if, if things go well, because this is not, obviously I'm not making this decision right away. It's something I'm going to be thinking about during the hiatus. But I'm if, if this does very well, 
I may bring in an impact correspondent. I may go find somebody that's an impact wrestling fan and, you know, also is a good analyst. I think, I think I'm the only one that watches impact. So you're the only one that watches impact. I, I talked to a lot of other wrestling fans. I'm not the only one who watches it. <laughs> I see. All right. Like, like, as you can tell, I'm a wrestling nerd. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, Things I already know, um, and then you know if and if Ring of Honor starts to benefit and they start to pop up, maybe an ROH correspondent will jump in. We'll we'll figure oh that God, out. Am I the only one who watches Ring of Honor? <laughs> <laughs> I need a life. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know. This thing to my everlasting life. <laughs> I'm just saying there 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 are possibilities. And NWA, we already got that covered. Um, you know, like I said, Gator, Gator takes care of NWA. So we got him. That's something, but, I, that's something I don't watch on a regular, but I keep up with it. So, um, yeah. so I'm saying, I, can, I, can, I can't say everything for sure, but <laughs> oh boy, God, I got to do like two shows and three shows now. Oh my God. I went from <laughs> AEW teaching people AEW. Now Desmond's got the reins. They got to teach people about impact all over again. What impact is, what it's about, where they're at, what their storylines are. And then once I get done with that, the ring of honor has become popular again. So I'm going to teach people what ring of honor is. Oh my God. Like, oh. hey, the Lansky cast, the cast. <laughs> excellent. Oh God, that is, man. If you if you were to, if you were to do that, I mean, like I said, I can always bring in other people if you don't want all that work. But if you were to do all that work, it would pretty much come pretty damn close to the Lansky cast because you'd be fucking everywhere. I know it's like El- um, Elvis and Vinny's Potpourri show. Elvis and Vinny go to the movies. Elvis is Impact. Elvis is Ring of Honor. <laughs> yep. Elvis knows everything. <laughs> that that would be a pretty that would be a pretty interesting topic for that. Elvis knows everything. Oh god, it just sucks knowing so much about a thing that no one loves. <laughs> Why do I know so much about wrestling? I'm such a fucking nerd. <sighs> I've asked myself that same exact question. Why do we love the stupid thing called wrestling? I have no idea. Why do I have to watch overgrown men, big muscular bodies, and beautiful women wrestle each other for a strap of gold, and everything's fake and written off, and I still love it? I don't know why. What's wrong <laughs> with me? What is my sick obsession with this stupid thing we call wrestling? Uh, I have no idea. That is a that is a mystery wrapped up in an enigma. <sighs> yeah, but I guess whoever dies watching the most wrestling wins, I guess. So here we go. Yep, it's... It's always a competition to see who cracks first. Ugh, I'm not even there yet, so I'll be watching for another 50 years. Oh, God. Another 50. It's like another Kleenex box. Another Kleenex box lost to Velvet Sky again. Oh, boy. Ugh. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, my stock in Kleenex has gone up in the past year and a half. So yeah. I think the only way that would be a problem is if uh, Bully Ray was watching this, then maybe we'd have an issue. Why is that? I think he's dating Velvet Sky. Oh, okay. Well, Billy, if you're but uh, Billy, if you're watching, your girl's hot. So that's it. <laughs> I was say, like, uh, and you know that that's when he started dating her. So yeah, he's probably sitting there going like, he's eyeballing my woman. Well, it's more than eyeballing, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it for a whole two minutes, and I'm like, all right, I'm done. Uh, that's yeah, that's good, I guess. All right, I'm gonna be good for another half an hour till I recharge. <laughs> They'll put it back in the charging dock. <laughs> the charging dock. Oh, anyway, this damn. conversation south. It went from twelve o'clock to six o'clock real fast. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know, man. But well, any other thing else you want to talk about, Benny? Anything else on your mind? And a great mind of Benny Bocciarelli. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something else. I, like I said, my my brain's been fried all this week, man. Just trying to get everything done. You know, getting all the, just making all the preparations for like you know the Christmas party on Saturday. That's mostly where my head's been. Um, trying to get everything organized and set up so we can get the show out. So it's as far as what's on my mind, it's blur. It's a blur. That's okay. You know what I say? Go rub one out, go for a walk, come back and think about it. You'll feel a lot better. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a good philosophy to live by, I believe. You could, do it, you could do it in that order or you could do it in the same order while you're walking. That'd be kind of weird, but at the same time, <laughs> it might work. It makes yeah. a great conversation. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Um, although I, I'm pretty sure I'd go to jail for that. Uh, not if you do it at night. <laughs> yeah, if I do it at night and down an alley by myself. Yeah. And you gotta keep saying to yourself, I submit, I submit, I submit. <laughs> but there you go. What are you doing? That's marking cool. my territory. I'm marking my territory. <laughs> oh, boy, I just won this whole battle of feuds. That's amazing. <laughs> Very amazing. So what's the plan for next week, Vinny? I know it's gonna be our last show, but uh, are you kind of saddened to uh, see the Boochcast go first, my little hiatus? Or is it kind of um, bittersweet? Uh, it's a little bit. It's bittersweet. Um, obviously, you know, I, I love doing the show. I just know that I've been burned out and definitely need a break. So I'm not like sad that it's going away for a while. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, cause I know, I know by the time we get everything on track and when we, I know that when the time is right, we will come back. And when that happens, we'll be banging on all cylinders. Cause that's mostly what the goal is going to be. Um, during, you know, during this hiatus, that's why I, you know, Obviously, we've been debating about how long we want it to go, but my goal is I don't want to come back until we have everything organized and know exactly where we want to go. So the faster we get that done, the sooner we can go back to recording. The longer it takes, the longer it takes. But I want I want to make sure that everything is organized and running smoothly before we come back. I want my 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 goal is basically two things. One, to have everything behind the scenes done as far as the social media, the Twitch, the YouTube, everything. B, any 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 internal conflict I want resolved. I want I want us back here ready to do nothing but entertain and inform and piss off some snowflakes if necessary. Well, um let me see. Um, I've got some things to promote over here. I know we've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks, but uh, I know you got some people you want to shout out there and put some feeds on some links. But I did have this whole thing going on. This is more of a public service announcement for a certain friend we have. Uh, his name is uh, Solus Red Ginger. Uh, Solus Red Ginger has been on this dry spell. It seems like 265 million years. Um, hashtag uh, throw a bone to the ginger. Uh, we'll just call it Redbone. Uh, Project Redbone. Um, it's for any and all women out there uh, who are feeling this coronavirus and has a hard to meet a person. And let's say your um, expectations have been lowered a little bit and you just need to have a little tickle, a little fun just to kind of get out. Um, it's called Project Redbone. It's called Throw the Ginger a Bone. I think it would be beneficial to both parties, maybe just one, maybe him or her. I don't know. But at the same time, uh, Project Red Bone is still in effect. So if you know any person who is just willing to go out with uh, uh, Solus Ginger and uh, who needs to be thrown a bone, and if you are feeling kind of froggy and just like, you know what, I'll take this on. I'll be the one who will sit there and take the uh, – to throw uh, – to take Project Red Bone. 
Don't forget to comment us back on the Instagram uh, because uh, the uh, the ginger is dying of uh, what's it called? Um, how can I say this in the nicer terms? This dry spill, a nasty witch had placed a curse on him and needs to be broken. <laughs> and uh, the only way we could get this taken care of is through hashtag Redbone. Um, so if you're a willing participant in this, by all means, don't forget to hit the Boochcast Instagram and say hashtag Redbone. Um, I volunteer. And uh, if you want to throw a gif up, like from I volunteer from the Hunger Games, you can throw it up there with two fingers up. I mean, it's two fingers in his asshole. It's going to be perfect. Um, just say, I volunteer. And uh, we will see if we can make a match made in heaven for the old Solus for Ginger. Absolutely. You know? And, um, you know, it's he's definitely, uh, he definitely could use it, you know? And uh, as we mentioned before, he is, uh, he's, in the, he's in the works of getting a brand new mattress. So you won't have to worry about, uh, you know, all the crazy Mitch stories we told. This is going to be a fresh mattress, so... It'll be nice imagine, and fresh and clean. Imagine it could be fresh and clean. It could be your face first on a mattress. It's up to you. I mean, it's really up to you. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, be the first to help him break it in, the mattress. Anyway. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a food for thoughts, um, spiritually, mentally, everything. I think you guys will do well. I think um, it will benefit both parties, hopefully. And I'm not trying to have solicit anything more than what it is it's more about hey do you volunteer if you want to volunteer you're more open to it and if you don't um don't say anything just like and share a comment so project redbone in effect <laughs> absolutely and uh that ladies and gentlemen uh we'll wrap up this uh first half of the booch cast and uh elvis as always man i thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh join us uh to join me here and i look forward to uh Talking to you next week for the uh, last episode of the year. The season finale of the Boochcast Part 1. We'll wrap up next week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. I know I haven't did the, the beginning part of it all year. I'll kind of switch gears towards the end. Uh, we kind of want to lay the groundwork for what's going to happen when we come back. Um, we're going to have some new topics, uh, different things to talk about. Um, some new skits. We're going to have some things on Twitch. We're going to have some things on YouTube. So we have a plethora of new information a new content, little different things. So stay tuned with us. Don't forget about us. Uh, we'll be posting, keeping you up to date and all the happenings on a Boochcast and eventually the Dolinsky cast, whenever it does come through, when my legal, um, when my legal team gets back with the papers. Until then, thank you so much for having us. Watch us, subscribe, like us, share us, do whatever. Project Redbone, you know what it is. Talk to you guys later. Good night, goodbye. I love you all. I hope to see you guys next week. Yes. So make sure you guys are following us on all of our social media platforms. Support support the show through Patreon. And of course, make sure you check out It's the End Almost Part 2. Good night and goodbye.
This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. The end of our elaborate plans. The end of everything that stands. The end. No safety or surprise. The end. I'll never look into your eyes again.
seven miles Ride the snake He's old And his skin is cold The West is the best is the best Get here and we'll do the rest The blue bus is calling us The blue The killer awoke before dawn He put his boots on He took a face from the ancient gallery And he walked on down the hall He went into the room where his sister lived And then he Paid a visit to his brother and then he He walked on down the hall And he came to a door And he looked inside Father, yes son, I want to kill you
This is the end Beautiful friends This is the end My only friends The end It hurts to set you free But you'll never follow This is the end.